Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ear Drunk Podcast. My name is Zach Webb, and with me, as always, is Marshall Brook. Zach, I'm, like, so scared. Uh-oh, why is that? It's... Well, it's Halloween week. Yeah. We're doing the Hellstabber episode. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, I, I'm freaked out, man. I've been trying to come up with a tagline for Hellstabber. And uh, uh, the first one I did was really bad. It's uh, to hell and stab. <laughs> to hell with that, Zach. Yeah. Uh, uh, he'll, or maybe he'll stab the hell out of you. You ready to be full of holes? Yeah. Knife holes? <laughs> Another one I came up with was uh, a little stab will do ya. A little stab will do ya. That one's good. Yeah. That one's good. Yeah, I think that would be good at the end of the poster. Uh, but Marshall, you know, as you mentioned, Hellstabber. He's a he's a character of our own creation, and we're gonna get into it today. Uh, mm-hmm. But I just have one question for you. Sure, um, sure. I now realize I didn't write down a question for you. <laughs> All right, Zach, I've got a question for you. Oh, shit. What is the weirdest thing that, like, maybe is kind of unexplainable that's ever happened to you? Oh, um, damn, everything I've done it can be explained by logic. <laughs> How boring is that? I know. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Oh man, this is this is what I do to you. I put you every on every week. Every week you do this to me. I do not know, folks. I've had people ask me about this out of the show before, where they say they say, "Do you know the question at the start of the episode that Zach asked you?" I never know. Yeah. It's always it's always a thing that I'm just having to kind of hop around and. Fi- I love oh, it. Okay. okay. You got right, one? Well, I mean, here's the thing. I. I do not know, because I feel like I, I do have a logical answer for this. Okay. But, but one time, <laughs> when I was a kid, I had like a BMX-like sort of uh, uh, toy, right? It was like a little guy on a BMX bike, right? Okay, yeah. And at one point, I like broke that toy, right? And for whatever reason, this is before I even like went to an actual funeral, I made a, <laughs> I made a funeral for this toy. Okay, yeah. okay. And like, so I put it in a little box- and I like dug it up or dug up a hole in the garden and I just buried it. Right? Were your brothers there? Did you do like a service or was it just you? No, it was just me. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, kinda like kinda like my funeral. Yeah. And then like a week later, that exact same toy was back in my like like toy chest. Oh. Like not dirty at all. Functioning? Functioning. Was it like one of the wind-up ones where you'd pull it back and let it go and it would shoot forward? No, it wasn't like an okay. evil can evil one. It was just like a here's a little bike and a little guy on it whose hands kind of fit on the bars. Okay, and then you could flip back his legs or shit like uh, that. Do you think so? When I was a kid, uh, 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 I, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. But when I was a kid, me and my brother had like turtles. Like my mom got us little pet turtles. Yeah, uh, the little teeny tiny ones that fit in like the palm of your hand. Yeah. Um, and and me and my brother would build little like Lego houses for them, mm-hmm. but then we'd forget them in the Lego houses. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! And, and there was apparently like two or three rounds of those turtles where they, my mom would just find our turtles in the Lego houses and just like buy us new ones because like <laughs> she didn't want to explain death to us yet. Sure, yeah, that's. Um, a... And after a couple of rounds of that, she stopped because she was like, "These poor turtles." Yeah. Um, but but maybe maybe your mom knew that the toy broke. Yeah. And so she was getting ready to replace it for you because she didn't want to explain death and assumed that you didn't do a funeral for it. (laughs) 
See, that's the logical term, <laughs> right? Like, that's logic, right? That's how I would explain it. But also, I don't think that would actually happen in my household. Yeah, I mean, you were the youngest kid, so I feel like a lot of your toys were hand-me-downs, not, like, the fresh stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. you know? So I'm like, how did that happen, you know? But you're also the baby, so, like, you're spoiled. Yeah, I guess that's true, too. See, logic. <laughs> you can break down every horror film by logic. Uh, just don't just don't go in there. That's, uh, that's what I say in most horror films. I, I love yeah. horror movies. Let me yeah, be, me too. Um, um, but you have, to, you have to, to really lean into that suspense of disbelief. You, know? yeah. you have to be like, no, it's fine that they're going in there instead of, like, leaving. Um. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, uh, you know, the exorcist, right? You know, uh-huh. like, that's COVID. <laughs> she just had COVID. <laughs> uh, yeah. We can explain it now, you no, know? But logical, back then, it's yeah. like, oh, it's the devil. No, no, it's Oh, COVID. my God. So COVID was invented by Hollywood in the 70s? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the conspiracies were, like, almost right. <laughs> They knew something that Hollywood had something to do with it. That's why they sang that Imagine song, because they did. They, they did imagined, imagined it. They imagined a virus. Yeah. And man, did everyone feel it. <laughs> what, this episode's going to have that little Spotify tag on it that says, like, COVID misinformation? Question mark? Click here for the CDC guidelines. <laughs> I feel like we need a tag that just says misinformation. Can we be the first to just say, like, hey, we don't know what the fuck we're doing? Every couple of months, I do scroll through our episodes and just make sure that all of them have that explicit tag on them. Oh, yeah, sure. Because I want to make sure. I don't know if we'll get in trouble, but we do say fuck a lot. And so I, I do scroll through our episodes and just look for that little that little gray E. Yeah. Um, I know in our last episode, it's very anti-lizard people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Which, uh, you know, got a lot of emails for that. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I'm a proud lizard person, and I did not take too kindly of your impression of Gilbert Godfrey talking about how much he hates lizard people. Now buy my book. Now buy it. <laughs> As you guys have guessed, this is a uh, music discovery podcast and a comedy podcast. Each week, Marshall and I take a select theme, and we cater a playlist of music based around that theme. Uh, this week's theme is Hellstabber. 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 <laughs> it's a slasher film that me and Marshall have created uh, through music. <laughs> and we're excited to tell you guys all about it. But before we get to that, we got some segments coming up. And our first one, crack it open. It's beer of the day. Let me go again, please. You know what time it is. You know what time it is. It's time for beer of the day. Zach. Stop buying Miller Lite. I won't. <laughs> well, you did a good job this week, Zach, because you bought my beer. Yeah. You bought my beer, and it is not a Miller Lite. No. It does start with an M, though. I'm drinking a really, really big can. 25 ounce. That's interesting. 25 ounces. I know. I saw that in the store. <laughs> That's bizarre. I didn't notice that until just now. I'm drinking a 25 ounce can. Of Michelob Ultra. Do you think? Do you think they fucked up at the the can making department? And they <laughs> I, were like, "God damn it, we made these like a, a like half <laughs> half an inch too wide." I think just put twenty five on it. I think 
I think it's probably one of those things where they're like trying really hard to like make it look like you're getting more product, but like 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 look at the bang for your buck. You know, like when you yeah. buy a, a, a toilet paper and they're like eight giga rolls, the equivalent of ninety six rolls of toilet paper. Yeah, and you're just like, God damn, am I really <laughs> using that much? While I, you know, I'm like, go to it, the just, bathroom? it just doesn't. I, I don't buy those because they don't fit on the little spool. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, 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 but Zach, tell me real quick, what are you drinking? Oh, I'm a, you know, me, me, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a man who's, who's in the air, Marshall. <laughs> I'm soaring, baby. I'm, 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 I got my wings and they're flapping. Last week you had a monster energy. Is this a Red Bull energy? No, Marshall, uh, that'd be great. Looking for that one still. <laughs> but, uh, this is a youngling flight. Uh, yeah, it's the, the light version of yingling or youngling. I, I, I'm thinking of youngling from the the the, the children in the the Star Wars movies. Yeah, the ones that got murdered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I believe it's Yingling. So in Yingling light or flight, light with an F on it. Yeah, that's interesting because I I like Yingling a lot, but I already consider that to be a very light beer. Yeah. Is this like 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 Lone Star does Lone Star Light, and I don't oh, drink that. No. So <laughs> why would you do that to yourself? You know. I think if I was drinking a beer at 2 p.m. Uh, uh, while mowing a lawn, a uh, Lone Star Light would probably be the good choice. Sure. I uh, think if um, if I was given the option of like, you know, hey, man, you can drink piss <laughs> or you can drink Lone Star Light, I'd probably drink Lone Star Light. I mean that's fair. That's based on on Barry Grills <laughs> and what he's uh, what he's shown me. Yeah. Um. Um. I think you're better off drinking piss if you're in a survival situation. Well, yeah, but that's not gonna get me drunk. That's true. No, that's well, true. It depends on who's pissed. It <laughs> if is, I'm I guess. dying in the woods, I don't want to be thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm gonna die, let me die drunk. I think. Uh... <laughs> I think that was a, a quote from the great um, Norm from Cheers. Ah. Man, I'm ah. off today. Uh, you, said, uh, <laughs> you said Norm, and I was like, did Norm MacDonald say that? And you're like, from Cheers. And I was like, that checks out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll piss when I'm dead. Um, <laughs> I'll piss when I'm dead. That's that's the new like bumper sticker. That's, that's the new come and take it. You know, That's a like, tattoo you get on your ribs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or your kidneys. Yeah. I'm getting surgery next week. <laughs> They're not taking anything out. They're adding stuff to it. It's ink on my organs. <laughs> no, not the big one. Not my skin. The yeah. other organs. Can you imagine the autopsy? <laughs> it's... He's just like, oh, he didn't have any tattoos. What? His liver says fuck face on it. <laughs> He's an organ donor. This is going to a child. His balls say pussy. Whoo. <laughs> 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 Well, Marshall, uh, now that we know what we're drinking, it's time for our uh, next segment, and that is uh, Summoning the Spirit Halloween. 
Uh, yeah, so Marshall, I got some, uh, uh, I got this Ouija board, as you can see, mm-hmm. and I've been using it a lot recently, and that's kind of why I'm so all over the place, you know, I've just <laughs> been, uh, I, you know, just talking to the spirits, and I'm just, it's kind of thrown me off my, my balance, you know? Yeah, no, uh, I, I, you, you've got, a, a, like, a shadow face that's, like, two inches to the left of your normal face. Yeah. So I don't know if that's connected. And my hair is all white, like that dude in <laughs> Twin Peaks. <laughs> it's a good look. Thank you. Yeah, I've always, you know, you've heard of a silver fox, but what about decrepit old man? What about old white hair? <laughs> <laughs> so, Marshall, I'm gonna I'm gonna use this uh, Ouija board here that I've kind of hooked up uh, uh, to my nipples, and uh, I'm gonna summon a spirit from from beyond the grave. Ooh. Okay, and uh, they're gonna read a review from Spirit Halloween. Hell yeah. All okay. Right. Yeah. All right. Let me just uh, kind of just set this thing up. Let me put the clamps on my nipples. So I see you're clamping it to your nipples, and the other end is clamping to the board. Yeah. Um. Okay. No, yeah. No No further questions. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. I saw it on a, a TikTok. Ah. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let me just... Uh... Hello, this is Charles Branson. The worst of the worst place ever. The retina policy is a mess. I tried to return something with the receipt, and everything, and the card, and they want to see the Apple Pay instead. (laughs) I was with two kids, and they make tea have a hard time in front of everyone. Uh oh. The worst day of my life. <laughs> what a coward. If the worst day of your life is in a spirit Halloween, then you've had a pretty good life and you need to suck it up. That recommended for all, anyone. <laughs> Poor service. Bad customer service. They are racist people oh. and are not listening to you all. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, man. It, How'd it was, go? Was it, it was, funny? It was crazy because cause you, you, I guess you channeled Charles Bronson there. Oh, and, yeah? And uh, 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 you looked like you wanted to, to fight me as the person who was around while talking about how pissed he was. Oh, jeez. About Spirit Halloween. Oh, man. And I'm a little baby. I would not have done well in that fight. Yeah, no, for sure. Not against me as Charles Bronson. Yeah, well, you with... That Bronson brain strength, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) You got Bronson brain. (laughs) All right, let me let me go again. Uh, Hello, it's me, Jimmy Stewart. Oh, I've bought some eyelashes that was labeled four ninety nine. A brand of eyelashes, uh, Woodland Dreams, was on the label with the price. She charged me five ninety nine. Mm. Oh, the manager just refused to give me my dollar back. <laughs> so I asked for a refund. I never left the store <laughs> to this day. <laughs> they refused to give me a refund. Saying they don't take returns. Doesn't that policy mean, in most stores, 
that after you leave the store, you can't return it? What if that had been $20 or $50 by mistake? Instead of a dollar mistake. I did not leave the register. This was unfair. This was a bad customer service experience from the time I walked into the door. As I was harassed by three different people who asked me at least 20 times. Did I need help as I tried to decide what type of makeup I would buy? I would have bought more because I still needed makeup. <laughs> but I got tired and... I got tired of the smothering and decided to get the eyelashes because I'd never seen them before. I still have to buy makeup. <laughs> I documented my experiences on this website. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, so, uh, 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 Jimmy Stewart, I guess, uh, does more face painting than I thought. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, he, uh... I mean, you know, he's back in those old Hollywood days where they would just, like, cake you up with makeup, mm, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Jimmy Stewart's got a cake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, let's see uh, uh, who else I can get. Hello. This is me, Marlon Brando. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't waste your time here. I was unwelcomed and treated like I was going to steal a costume. Maybe because I was wearing sweatpants from the gym (laughs) and a tied ponytail. Or maybe because I looked too young. Regardless, I was definitely not welcomed when I asked for a fitting room. I was professional about it. And I told the gal I've been in customer service long enough to know when a staff was being rude. <laughs> I know Halloween is near. And they won't be very long. I wanted to share what kind of business they are. I tried the costume on. It all fit. <laughs> I shoved it back in the basket. Returned it to her. And said it fits. But I wouldn't support a business that treats a customer like this. She said nothing. (laughs) Although they have a coupon, I would highly recommend going next door to Party City. (laughs) Or around the corner to Halloween Express. Yes, the other two stores will accept the Spirit Halloween coupon as well. (laughs) Oh, oh God. Oh, jeez. Oh, I uh, uh oh. I think it's it's very funny and it's very telling, frankly, uh, uh, when someone recommends Party City to you. <laughs> As I, I go to Party City somewhat often to buy props because when I do comedy, there's usually props involved because I'm a hack. Um, and uh, and and who, if someone's recommending that spot to you, it's it's rough. It's rough. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a that's a damning indictment. <laughs> All right, last one. I, I can't. I can't do any more of these, Marshall. It's. It's. it's, yeah, it's your left my nipple brain. already fell off. I know. <laughs> God, thank God I'm not a mother. Thank God I've got nipples like sharks have teeth. <laughs> <laughs> the, the next rose is going to come in and take its place. <laughs> 
All right. Well, here's here's one more for you. Here's 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 one more. All right. This is Richard Nixon. <laughs> Be careful going here. Absolutely horrible experience with the staff. A sales associate approached me directly and accused me of stealing without any evidence. <laughs> I don't steal. I'm not a crook. <laughs> that part wasn't in the thing. I just that was the thing I said when I said it a lot. You know? That was the thing you said when you when you stole those things from <laughs> from the Democrats, right? So <laughs> I'm a pretty funny guy. <laughs> I let her search my bag. And you could see that she knew she messed up. <laughs> Did not even receive an apology. Maybe don't make accusations before knowing if the, a theft has occurred. <laughs> I was ready to spend some money on big decorations and immediately changed my mind after poor handling of the situation. Maybe I'll take my dollar sign elsewhere so you don't have to deal with ignorance. <clears throat> ah! Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Okay, I'm done that, with this. That I'm last done. one That last one was Richard Nixon, dude. And it Whoa. sounds like he did not, buy, in fact, buy a 12-foot skeleton from Spirit Halloween. Wow. So, um, yeah. just so you know. Dark think, stuff, man. Dark I think stuff. that guy's boned enough as it is. <laughs> All right, Marshall. Well, that was the end of my segment, and I'm just going to take these nipple clamps off and kind of remove it from the board. And uh, I didn't even see the nipple clamps underneath the jumper cable. <laughs> you got a double clamp. Uh, well, Marshall, I think it's time to remo- uh, move on to the main segment, and that is the story of Hell Stabber. So if you could do us a favor and just let us know how this goes every single time we do it. Yeah, it's a complicated show. Just want to make sure we're all on the same page. So uh, this week, as with every week, uh, Zach and I have traveled to Bladeburg, West Virginia. Zach and myself have each prepared a five-song playlist detailing the harrowing events which took place in this town. You see, dear listener, back in the day, Bladeburg was known to be the country's premier manufacturer of bayonets for the war effort. But a lesser-known story is that this is a town of tragedies. Tragedies that took place, turning it into a modern-day ghost town. The year was 1946, and with the end of the war, Bladeburg's economy was in decline. The normal workers of the steel mills found themselves unable to maintain their same standards of living, while the middle managers and the fat cats kept raking in all the cash. Dale D. Stabheller was one such foundryman. He came home one day to a note from his wife, Gone B. Stabheller, (laughs) saying she was leaving him for his foreman, a man named Biff. Dale D. Stabheller couldn't take it. He grabbed a knife and walked to the foundry intent on stabbing them both. And upon seeing Biff, Dale shouted, Fuck you, bro! And charged him with the blade drawn. But before he was able to reach his target and stab, stab, stab him, he slipped on a slimy, icky, gooey rag and fell into a molten vat of steel. Uh. Not wanting to lose his job or his new gal, 
Biff poured the vat into the foundry's last batch of bayonets. Legend has it that if you pierce your flesh with one of these blades, forged from the remains of Dale D. Stab Heller, you will channel his hatred and manifest him as Hellstabber. And if you manifest Hellstabber, he's going to do everything in his power to kill you before you can bang his wife. <laughs> it's the same thing every week, folks. Same thing Keep every up. week. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for beginning the, the, the lore of Hellstabber, but now it's time to begin the episode. <laughs> and this takes place in October 27th, 1964. The town of Bladeburg is full of the Halloween swing. The town is decorated with jack-o'-lanterns and cobwebs. Children are excited for Halloween treats. Parents hoping for no Halloween tricks. <laughs> and the teens! Ah, uh, the teens! They're too busy with their rock and roll and their James Dean and their tuberculosis. <laughs> Those damn teens and their TB. Ah, blah. <laughs> Our story follows a group of teens named Tommy, Tammy, Timmy, Tiffany, and Clark. <laughs> and on this particular Friday night, the gang is off to the old cabin in the woods with some hooch. And model airplane glue. The classic. The classic. <laughs> El Clasico. <laughs> but around midnight, Tommy decides to kick off the scary festivities. You guys ready to summon Hellstabber? <laughs> Smirks Tommy. Yeah, will you give it a rest, you turkey? Says Clark, <laughs> flipping the collar of his leather jacket. Ah, uh, come on, Clark. I brought the knife and everything. Tommy holds the blade wrapped in a grease rag. <laughs> what, you chicken? Clark steps over and grabs the blade, removes it from the cloth, and slams Tommy's hand on the uh, table nearby. I'll show you who's chicken, you rufus-headed hornbill. <laughs> I'm so glad we live in times where there's better insults. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clark begins stabbing the spaces between Tommy's hands as the rest chant, Hell Stabber, Hell Stabber, Hell Stabber. Clark goes faster and faster until he slips and slashes Tommy's hand. Tiffany screams. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> Yells Tommy, grabbing his hand. Yeah, sorry, Tommy. I think I had a little bit too much glue. <laughs> it's not funny. You sliced my hand. Tommy shows off his hand. Strangely enough, there is no blood. That's strange. I could have sworn you cut me. Nah, you're just a Nancy. Clark takes a swig out of his flask. Tiffany begins to look worried. She turns to Timmy. Can, can we go? He nods and grabs her coats. Tammy looks around at the two idiots left. I think we should all go and call it a night. Everyone leaves except for Tommy. It's his turn to clean the cabin. As he exits the cabin, he smells something funny. Smoke. But somehow worse. He moves around the side of the cabin and sees a gray cloud of smoke. Tommy rushes over behind the cabin to find what looks to be a crater. It's smoldering, like an asteroid hit the Earth. But strangely, the Earth is slowly filling in the crater with dirt, almost like it's healing a wound. Tommy steps back and bumps into something. No, someone. 
he turns around to see Hellstabber. My first song is The Night of the Sadist by Larry and the Blue Notes. Man, this is just one of those groovy tunes about getting your ass kicked. Yeah, yeah. I relate to songs like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, man, I just really love that rhythm guitar, you know? Like, it just has that, like, sort of, like, one cr- chord that gets, like, crunchy with it, mm-hmm. you know? It's just kind of, like, interesting. This band, I found them off this, like, like sort of, like, uh, uh, compilation album called Fort Worth Teen Scene. And apparently it was like in the 60s, there was just like a bunch of Fort Worth teens. I mean, there's teens every year, you know. Uh, but, but in the 60s, too. Yeah, in the 60s, too. Did you forget? But yeah, apparently it was like a bunch of bands just like in the 60s and like Fort Worth that were just kind of like doing that sort of like British invasion sound. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's these compilations on like Spotify. I think there's like three of them where it's just all of these different artists just around like the Fort Worth area and apparently they they made this song and then they re-released it calling it the night of the phantom instead of the <laughs> night of the sadist which I think is probably they're like hey you kids want radio play don't you <laughs> no one's gonna listen to a song about no sadist you know <laughs> Uh, they have like 13k monthlies. Uh, they got like uh, a couple other songs off these like compilations, you know, uh, called In and Out, which I like. Uh, and then uh, Everybody Needs Somebody, which is uh, a cover like Everybody Needs Somebody to Love. You know, that one with the Blues Brothers and whatnot. Hell yeah. Yeah. But back to the story. Upon seeing Hellstabber, Tommy stands in shock. He stares at Hellstabber's metal face. And piercing red eyes, he holds a knife in each hand. Ha ha! Very funny, Clark! Tommy pushes Hellstabber, but Hellstabber doesn't move. Move, you pigeon! Tommy goes to push him again, but Hellstabber stabs his blades through Tommy's palms. He screams as blood shoots out all over the metallic face of Hellstabber. That's not funny, you penguin! Just seems like kind of a mild reaction. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like mine would have been more like, Yeah, yeah. I think he's still thinking this is, you know, it's Clark. (laughs) So dumb. (laughs) Fucking idiot. Yeah. Tommy starts running to the cabin, leaving a trail of blood behind him. Hellstabber follows. Tommy reaches the cabin, slams the door behind him, and locks it. Hellstabber smashes through the door as if a kid just said, Hey, Kool-Aid. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, you ostrich? I gotta clean that up. 
Hillstabber takes two knives, plunging them into the tops of Tommy's shoulders, and then rips them down all the way to his feet. Tommy screams. Ah! Ah, thank you. <laughs> all right, Marshall. Now it's so your your turn. <laughs> um. So a a title. Uh, the screen cuts to black. Yeah. And there's a little title card at the bottom. It says 2018, and we see. A group of really cool young adults stepping out of a car at an old cabin just at the edge of town. Oh, snap. And the song Reading Old Books by Between Giants plays. a super chill song uh it's it's one of those songs that just sounds like rain hitting your window or like a on a dreary day when you're just like trying to wind down after your heart was racing you know maybe someone tried to stab you or something yeah uh it's got like quick but soft percussion that like in conjunction with that like picked guitar it just it's just very moody Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a sense of like yearning almost over the whole track uh that i feel like it's like it's like you're trying to figure something out and like you want to know you know you want to figure it out yeah uh, this band, uh, Between Giants, they're from Brooklyn. They nice. have uh, 18K monthly plays, and they're actively outputting music. Um, the album, uh, Sad Hopeful Things, like the whole album carries this same vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I dig it just kind of like start from finish, but I really like this track called Peppermint that I found on it. Oh, um, nice. Uh, it, it, it's just really solid. So in the story, we see this group, uh, uh, as this song is playing, they're kind of unpacking their car, um, and you see that they have, like, a bunch of camera gimbals that they're putting their iPhones on, and uh, they start talking as they're doing that. Yeah, no, my mom uh, says that they moved out of this town when uh, my Aunt Tiffany got killed. Weird. Um, and they're kind of just talking about, you know, that, uh, uh, <laughs> when suddenly one of the cameras rolls, and immediately the leader, Curtis, looks up. What's up, YouTube? Thanks for tuning in to Paranormal Spooky Boys. We've got an absolutely wicked adventure planned today, but before we begin, I'm going to need you to smash that subscribe button and hit this video with a like a Rooney. He tells the, uh, the camera the story of Bladeburg and the urban legend that accompanies it before the camera cuts. He exhales and drops the act, tying up the uh, high-top streetwear shoes that he's wearing. Another guy in the group chimes in. How are we going to make this one believable? The spot's a dumb. Another of the guys, Tucker, speaks up. We can make it spooky in post, just like we always do. Now, let's check out this old house. They roll cameras again and head into uh, the, the cabin at the edge of town. They craft a bunch of jump scares and spooky situations and are about to exit through the back of the room when Emmanuel pipes up. Hey, hey, hey guys, check this out. On a decaying bookshelf sits a leather-bound journal. And on top of it, a very old knife. Ugh. After setting up a good shot, Mark blows a cloud of dust in the air off the knife. 
They're all kind of stifling laughter. He grabs the knife and opens the journal. He's initially disappointed. He flips through the pages, and they're all blank. Until they get to the very end of the book. There's a message scrawled. It's not a game. It's not fun. It's not okay. And on the back cover opposite the text is a faded handprint, red and smeared. Mark drops the book. Suddenly he's freaked out. The other guys start kind of making fun of him. Curtis picks up the blade and jokingly does a stabbing motion towards Mark. (laughs) (laughs) He makes the psycho sounds. They all laugh. Everyone's, uh, Everyone's chuckling. And even Mark's loosening back up a little bit. Curtis thumbs the edge of the blade to test if it's still sharp. It is. It slices right through the skin on his thumb. Fuck. He winces in pain, dropping it. Logan rolls the feet on his camera and leans in towards Curtis's thumb. The cut is deep. You can almost see the bone. But you can almost see the bone because it's not bleeding. Damn, this thing's sharp as a scalpel, Curtis says, and then trails off. The group kind of looks up at Curtis to see why he stopped. And they see blood spewing from his mouth. Behind him stands a man with a metal face frozen in a contorted expression of pain. A bayonet protrudes from Curtis's chest. Oh, I'm back, yells Hellstabber. (laughs) And this time, none of you guys are banging my wife. (laughs) Back in 1964... Miles away, Tammy pulls her car into the uh, driveway of her house. Cars are parked all over the street. Loud music blares from her house as she enters. She finds a bunch of college kids partying. Her older sister, Samantha, sees Tammy enter and rushes over. No, 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 you're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to come back at one. Sam, it's one thirty. Who are these people? They're friends. Listen, you need to get out of here. You're, not, you're only 12, and you shouldn't be around this. I'm 16. <laughs> I'm not leaving. Okay, okay. <laughs> and you can do me a favor, and you can take out the trash. If you do that, then I won't say anything. <laughs> Fine, Tammy sighs and walks over to the back of the house and grabs the trash. She walks past the. Uh, she walks past Sam, holding up the bag in the air as proof. She steps outside. Tammy walks to the end of the street where the trash can is. She lifts up the lid, revealing a decapitated head of Tommy. Ah! She screams, <laughs> <laughs> dropping the trash. She looks up to see Hellstabber before her very eyes. My next song is What a Way to Die by The Pleasure Seekers.
this song fucking slaps you in the face, you know? <laughs> I love the uh, vocals on it. It's got that, like, you get it a lot in old-timey songs when, when mics were just different and they weren't as good. Yeah. Um, where where they get to an intense part and the mic just blows out. Yeah. Like, it's just it's just peaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that when she goes, wow! Yeah. You know, things like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, this is a... So the Pleasure Seekers are like a, a, a 1960s all-girl rock group. They came out from Detroit. Uh, a couple of sisters uh, kind of like formed a band and, and gathered some other people together. Uh, and they fucking rip. Uh, they're really great. I love this song specifically having the idea of like a party is going on next door, you mm-hmm. know, or like at the house while this horrible like, you know, murder is about to happen. Yeah. Uh, and then like the song title itself, What a Way to Die. It's just like a fucking rock and roll fucking way to, uh, <laughs> you know, title a song. Um, but yeah, they later became another band in like the late 60s that are heavy as fuck. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Called Crazy. Cradle. Um, but yeah, like you're saying, those shrieks and screams just like and those rough vocals just kind of like give it such an edge, you know, mm-hmm. even even though the 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 actual song composition itself doesn't sound anything outside of like what was going on back then with yeah. rock and roll. But having those like harsh vocals just adds so much more of a like a heavier edge to it. Mm-hmm. Why and it makes sense to me why they would like later on go on to make like some fucking heavy music. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, but yeah, they have a 21,000 uh, uh, monthlies. Uh, they have one album uh, is the Pleasure Seekers, which is kind of like a compilation because they did a lot of singles and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, and then they have one album as Cradle, and that also fucking rips. Uh, but I would recommend the song uh, uh, White Pig Blues by Pleasure Seekers because <laughs> that's a straight up blues song. Like it Hell fucking yeah. rips. And then from Cradle, I think the uh, the song's called Last Laugh. That one's fucking dope as hell. That one's heavy as shit. And it's like before for like a lot of other heavier acts, right, you know, right. like I'm just oh, like, oh dope. shit. But yeah, back to the murder. Uh, <laughs> Tammy looks at Hellstabber, who holds three knives in his hands. She runs towards the car and gets inside. Tammy turning the ignition, she looks up to see that Hellstabber has vanished. She slowly pulls out of the driveway, but suddenly Hellstabber smashes through the driver's side window. <laughs> He puts the car in park, and he stabs two knives in her hands at the top of the steering wheel. (laughs) The third knife, he stabs into her foot on the driving pedal. He takes the car out of park. The car drives straight into the neighbor's house. (laughs) So uh, as the car hits the wall, there's like a slow fade to black. And we hear the song Stabby McStab by Aiden Rolf play. (laughs) This song is electric adrenaline. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, it's got like super intense drums and bass throughout. Uh, there's a couple of moments where it's just the drum and bass, and they'll do like a shrill synth note or something like that. Mm-hmm. It just sounds like interruption. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite part is that throughout uh, it gets to this part where there's these like high little like synth hits that are short, like dump, 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 dump. Mm-hmm. Dum, dum. And that also kind of reminds me of like the psycho stabbing. Yeah. Whap, whap, whap kind of thing. Yeah, well, because they're so high pitched and then also, so they're piercing in sound. Yeah. And then they're also just so like fast and short that mm-hmm. it's like, oh, stabbing. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, I could 100% see myself running for my life as this song plays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, Aiden Rolf only has 32 monthly plays. Uh, he's got two singles and an EP out. Uh, so I think, you know, he's up and coming. Yeah. Up and coming. Doesn't have much out, but it's on its way. <laughs> um, he has this He has this song I'd recommend called Rave Babies in Space. Um, <laughs> Great name. If, Great yeah, name, yeah. If you want more, like, fast-paced, like, kind of minimalistic EDM, that'll definitely, like, uh, tick those boxes. That one uh, I liked because this is going to be shocking, but Rave Babies in Outer Space has, like, just some really weird, cool, wet sounds in it. (laughs) I dug that. Um, So as it fades up from black, this song is playing, and it's just kind of, like, going through that build. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And we see the group of YouTubers, like, standing, frozen, shocked. They can't comprehend that the legend is real, and it just killed their friend Curtis. All right, which one of you is next, says Hellstabber in almost a whisper. He then exclaims, not like it matters. You're all gonna be deader than my least favorite president, Warren G. Harding, before I'm done with ya. (laughs) And with that, the shock breaks, and they all cut off running. Logan and Mark run out the way that they came in. Emmanuel and Tucker sprint out the back. The metal-faced man calmly looks both ways before starting to chase the two that were retracing their steps. He pulls out a butterfly knife, and then another. He's got one in each hand. He kind of smiles. These weren't invented when I was around, but they're sick as hell. (laughs) (laughs) Logan and Mark are now running down the main avenue of the town, trying to find a spot to hide. Occasionally, they look back in terror and see Hellstabber still lumbering towards them. Logan points to the water tower at the edge of the street. Mark nods, and they sprint that way. They arrive at the base of the tower and see that the ladder is just out of reach above their heads. They both hop up a couple of times, but it's pathetic because you can tell neither of them are going to make it. (laughs) And uh, you can see that they feel a little silly, kind of sheepish, because they don't got ups. (laughs) Uh, Logan then looks Mark dead in the eyes. Bro, I love you, dude. Take my camera and I'll give you a boost. You gotta survive, man. You gotta tell our story. Just promise me something. A tear rolls down Mark's cheek. What, bro? Anything. I got you, broheim. <laughs> Logan hands off his camera and bends down to give Mark a boost to the ladder. Use this camera, Mark, and film him stabbing me to death. Post it on LiveLeak. <laughs> Make my death go viral. Make it all worth it. Mark somberly nods. I promise, dude. And with that, and a look of grit and determination, he begins to climb. He needs to get to the top of the tower in time to film the dope death scene for his friend. And he's not going to let him down. He gets to the top and looks down right as Hellstabber reaches the base. 
All right, Metal Mug, says Logan. Do your worst. But then the maniacal man bellows and shouts, If you gave yourself up that quickly, then I know you're easy meat. Gotta go up first. He spins the knives like pro- the butterfly knives like propellers, lifting him into the air. No! Screams Logan. <laughs> Mark, watch out! <laughs> but it was too late. Using his blade copter, Hellstabber lands atop the tower and stabs Mark in the balls a whole bunch of times. <laughs> Logan runs away, snot crying. Oh, no. As Hellstabber stabs his balls over and over again, we fade. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a hard cut. (laughs) Nah. We see Clark standing in a cemetery over a grave as he holds back his tears. I miss you every day. (laughs) The gravestone says, here lies Curly Howard of the Three Stooges. (laughs) He takes another swig out of his flask. (laughs) He finishes the flask and throws it in the dirt. He stumbles away from the grave and starts walking over back to his motorcycle. A grave is being dug next to the oak tree that his bike is next to. The dirt is flying out of the grave all over the place. Some of it hits Clark. Hey, watch where you're flinging mud, you... Before he can finish, Hellstabber jumps out of the grave and smacks him in the face with a shovel. My next song (laughs) is I'm in the Ground for Good by the Newports. Maggots come eat my The ground down here is colder And I'm not getting older I'm in the ground for good Here comes Frank Hanging out with Dave. He's a good friend of mine. <laughs> Those wet sounds on the maggots are eating his eyes fucking got me. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of sound effects in this one, you know? Like, I was like, when I, it opens with a scream, and then uh, and there, there's moments where, like, Frankenstein shows up, and there's some noises for that, and the eyes, and the maggots, and the, it's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of sound effects. It's yeah? just like you said earlier that, like, they probably couldn't have sadist in their song, because, like, that wouldn't be acceptable in the time period, but yeah. then this one has, like, the wet sounds of flesh being consumed, yeah. just as a part of the track. <laughs> well, so, this one sounds old, but I'm pretty sure it's new. Okay. It's, like, newer, okay. right? One thing I really love, uh, before I get into, like, the, the mystery of the song, one thing I really love is that they use the shoveling as its own rhythm section. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the aspect of hitting dirt and then shoveling it away that becomes a rhythm to the song. And the melody itself is really great. They do, it like, that whole doo-wop style where it's, like, a slow-playing guitar with, like, vocals in the background, you know, just singing and the, the melody. going, like, Ch- yeah. 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 It's pretty nice. And then, uh, uh, but like, it's like you're slow dancing with a zombie kind of vibes, you know? But so this song, 
I have no idea where this came from, right? So okay. this is off an album called Doo-Wop Halloween is a Scream, right? But I could not find the band called The Newports. The one that it credits in Spotify is like a, a pop punk band. And like, huh. yeah, and I don't think this is them, but they have the same name. So Spotify just kind of like credit it to them. Yeah. No, uh, I listened to Sleep, the band Sleep yes. a lot. And uh, there was an issue. Actually, Acid Bath also had a similar issue where mm. uh, uh, like Sleep kept keeps getting like stuff added onto their Spotify page that is like like sleeping sound sounds to listen to while you're going to sleep. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm trying to listen to a guy go like, here in hell. <laughs> um, not like not like white noise you yeah know? Exactly. <laughs> so so yeah, yeah I, I definitely know that they do mix up artists like that right because like, i because the only reason i say that because it might be them and this they just did this as a laugh for this mm-hmm. like compilation but it seemed the timelines didn't seem like they added up but sure. it, you know uh i tried to do my best research in it uh uh but if it is them you know let me know uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no it was it was weird it's just off this album so i can't recommend any other of these fucking songs by these people because uh, <laughs> i think only one exists and i think it was literally they had a little bit of a compilation of like old doo-wop songs that were like you know like a spooky and then they were like fuck we need like one three, like, three more yeah. <laughs> and they just they hired some studio musician to make this song um that's my guess with it um but let me let me get back to the, the well, I just I love the lore that you've come up with. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to make do, you know. <laughs> Clark awakes tied up, slowly being raised from a branch on the tree nearby. He looks down to see a grave full of knives. <laughs> he screams, pulling the rope as Hellstabber. They lock eyes. Hellstabber lets go giving Clark to the grave of blades. <laughs> Dissolve. <laughs> no, the second his he gets a meaty slap on those blades, there's a hard cut. <laughs> <laughs> and drowned by counterparts plays. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Counterparts is a band that my buddy showed me several months back, and uh, I dig what they do. They've been in my rotation uh, uh, in varying degrees for the past couple of months. I think that their instrumentation is like really fantastic, and the screams that they do are also super good. Mm-hmm. Um, they tick a lot of the boxes that I look for in like screamo bands, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they have like blast beats on the drums with in conjunction with like really chuggy guitars that has like melodic leads over it. It's just a good mix. Um, it adds up to a really awesome like production. I'm going to recommend my favorite song by Counterparts, which is also off this same album, Tragedy Will Find Us. Um, and the song is called Strangers. <laughs> um, and that song, like the whole song is great, but there's this breakdown in the last 30 seconds of the song 
that just like blows my fucking brain out every single time I hear it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so check out Strangers, check out Drown, check out Counterparts. Tucker and Emmanuel watch from a window uh, from across the street as Logan runs away from the base of the water tower. Hellstabber lazily blade a copter's back down. Uh, <laughs> the blade a copter. Oh, so good. But he carries Mark down with him and leaves his stabbed balls at the base of the ladder. Ah, oh, jeez. Uh, as as Hellstabber starts following uh, Logan down the street, Tucker whispers and points at Mark's body. I, I don't think he's dead. I just saw him twitch. Emmanuel nods his head. I think you're right. He's groaning and holding his balls. I've never seen a dead guy do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. <laughs> they pause for a moment before continuing. <laughs> we should help him. Tucker points at their uh, uh, bleeding friend. But we also need to get help. Emmanuel nods. You go that way. I'll go home. <laughs> Uh, for help. <laughs> uh, with that, Tucker runs to the base of the tower to check on Mark, and Emmanuel exits the uh, building to the back on the street uh, uh, behind the house. He's not on the same, the main thoroughfare, I guess. He's in like an alley behind all of these buildings. Yeah, sure. Seems- I mean, it's all made up. Yeah, he's <laughs> separate, separate area. <laughs> Tucker gets to Mark and cups his balls, trying to stop the bleeding. Mark opens his eyes slightly and begins shaking his head. No. No, run. No, dude, I'm not leaving you here. No. Run. Mark points his finger up at the water tower. Tucker follows where he's pointing, just in time to see a spinning blade set at the spigot at the bottom of the tower. And it severs the spigot. And water begins to pour. The last thing he hears is a cackle from far away. As a torrent of nasty, gross, rusty, muddy water spews out. The amount of water pouring out is nearly unfathomable. Both are swept away down the main avenue. Both are swept away as the main avenue is flooded with water. And knives. Oh, fuck. We do a dip to white. (laughs) As we transition into the headlights of Timmy's car. Nice. (laughs) Timmy and Tiffany drive up to her house and park in the driveway. Tiffany's grandfather, Biff, comes out from the front door. (laughs) Tiffany, is that you? Grandpa, what are you doing up this late? I gotta ask you the same thing, little lady. Are you hurt? Have you seen him? Seen who? Hellstabber. <laughs> he's he just back. knows. <laughs> <laughs> he's back from the grave and he's coming for you because, well, because I fucked his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany and Timmy are shocked. <laughs> You're the man who cucked Hellstabber? <laughs> Blurts Timmy. Yes. And unfortunately, he's back. We don't have much time until he finds us. But I have a plan. Get in the truck. I'll explain on the way. (laughs) My next song is Self-Defense by The Spellbinders. Self-Defense keeps saying 
Man, the stereo mixing in this song is very interesting. Yeah. I noticed that whenever I was like listening to it because I had to listen to it at one point with like one headphone in. Yeah. And then I put in the other one and then it became a completely different song. <laughs> because there's so many instruments that are just panned left or right. So it's like a lot of the backup vocals are all right, the the strings and the like horn section is all left and it just kind of creates that like wall of sound effect mm-hmm. to the track which I like a lot. It's a very big sound. Yeah, also the 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 idea of like self-defense from love just sounds like the dopest VHS on the internet archive. <laughs> You know, some fucking guy who's never kissed a woman before is doing this, doing this video demonstration. You have a woman who's trying to kiss you. Here's how to stop her. (laughs) Pepper spray, pepper Pepper spray, spray. pepper spray. (laughs) But yeah, so uh, the Spellbinders, they have like 2000 monthlies. Uh, I think they only have one album. At least they only have one album on Spotify. Uh, From what I understand, they were just one of those bands that kind of just like never really hit it big, you know, just made a couple of uh, songs of the same vein in that style of music, but didn't really break out. And they later kind of like disbanded and like joined different groups and other stuff like that. Uh, But another song I would recommend that I do like a lot is Help Me, in parentheses, Get Back Together Again. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of like very intense motifs about love. uh, Yeah. (laughs) From these guys. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe somebody fucked their wives. Yeah. <laughs> Dale D. Stadheller was the front man. <laughs> My notes. My notes. <laughs> but so Biff drives them back to the foundry where they start setting up traps. They're setting up their own self-defense from oh. Hellstabber. Dope. It's like Predator. Yeah. <laughs> and we see this whole montage as the song plays uh, uh, to them setting up traps until it's, until it ends. There's a, uh, a, a, a wipe to the next <laughs> scene, but it's not like a, a straight wipe. It's like a, a it looks like a, a, a big tidal wave. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the song The Boats Can't Save You Now by The Boats Plays. <laughs> <laughs>
This song has such a sense of serenity to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would call its genre, or like if it was on a YouTube playlist, it would be like a lo-fi songs to sit in a lighthouse to. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Oh my gosh, yeah. No, it's 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 weird because it's like it has that sort of like computer element, that digitized element to it, mm-hmm. you know. But yet that can be comforting, you yeah, know. Like well, it's, it's a way that like whenever Wi-Fi connects, it's comforting. <laughs> yeah. you're just so glad (laughs) (laughs) Um, I really love like the strings in the background throughout the song uh, especially after the drums come in Um, but the thing that was really cool to me was that there's so many like small sounds and tones that are just sprinkled across the whole song yeah Um, um, it just sort of like makes the track kind of enveloping Mm -hmm. Uh, you're very much just in the middle of it you know yeah um it's got that kind of like digital. I have a plugin that I use sometimes that adds like you can add like record, not like record scratches, but like if you were playing oh, a hiss. record, yeah, you can add hiss or you can add like skips to where like the needle would bounce on the record. Sure, or you can yeah. add like like basically making it sound like you're using old old media. Mm-hmm. Um, and they definitely used those effects, not necessarily from that plugin, but those effects in a general sense on this track. And I really like that because it just makes it feel like old, you know? Yeah. There's a short high tone that's played throughout. And to me, it reminds me a lot of like a sonar beeping, you know, Um, um, which maybe that's what ties me to like ties in my head, ties it to like a lighthouse or maybe even like a submarine. Mm -hmm. Um, It just feels like like water. Yeah. The boats have 17K uh, uh, monthly listeners and they have two albums out uh, from 2008 and 2013. But then this year, they actually released a new single called uh, Spring Tide. Hell yeah. So the boats are back, baby. (laughs) Uh, Spring Tide has a really cool warbly bass synth thing that I love. Mm -hmm. And when I say it has a cool warbly bass synth thing that I love, I mean that that's the whole song. (laughs) But I liked it. Uh, I had had a couple of beers when I found this band and then this song, so I was into it. Mm. Um, but I do also want to just read some of the other uh, uh, names of other tracks that are on this album. Yeah. Um, they've got one called uh, uh, Get the Folk Out of My Face. <laughs> uh, it's not a folk, it's a knife. <laughs> um, <laughs> Loving this band, baby. And then uh, Bikers, Cars, Boats, Babes. <laughs> <laughs> These things I desire. (laughs) So, yeah, I do recommend these guys. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, So, Logan is still running for his life down the main thoroughfare, running away from the water tower. uh, When he looks behind him, hearing a torrent of water, he's shocked to see a huge tidal wave rushing down the main avenue. He's even more shocked to see Hellstabber juggling swords over his head while surfing the crest on a giant claymore. Logan screams. He can feel his body going into shock as the physical strain wears on him. He can't even process what's happening. The only thought in his head... It's a movie, so I guess he probably says it out loud. I gotta get to the car! (laughs) He realizes he's nearly back to that cabin at the edge of town where it all began. The car will be just ahead. On the right. But then his feet start to slosh. Though the wave still hasn't reached him, the water is trickling in, making things muddy and mucky at his feet. He slips and falls. Looking behind him, he feels overwhelmed by vertigo. The wave, instead of getting closer, seems to just be getting taller and taller as the water around him slowly gets deeper and begins to flow faster. 
Logan finds a piece of debris that appears to be floating well enough, and he clings onto it for dear life. And just then, the wave overtakes him. He sputters for breath, trying to keep his airwaves clear of the nasty, brownish, gross liquid. Ew! He's so focused on keeping his head above the water that he almost doesn't notice Hellstabber's fell swing that severs that very head from his shoulders. His scream is cut off because his head is also cut off. (laughs) (laughs) We do like a blood spatter on the camera and then it wipes away to reveal (laughs) 1964. Like, Like... like the second assistant camera operator physically just, wipes like, it off, <laughs> and it transitions, kind of like how Bob Ross would just paint a different picture, you know. Like, anyways, um, Timmy is setting up a trip wire on the floor. The only light is from the moon shining through the windows. Something moves behind him. He turns around. T- Tiffany, Biff, a can of oil slides over to his feet. Timmy bends down to pick it up. As he stands up, Hellstabber is behind him, holding <laughs> five knives in his hands. Ah! Before he can scream, oh. he, he's stabbed <laughs> in the jugular. <laughs> Tiffany is on the catwalk above the floor of the foundry, setting up a net trap. She hears someone <laughs> step on the catwalk. Timmy, is that you? From the shadows. Timmy's hand extends to the light and waves limply. Come out from the shadows and help me. She turns her back away to work on the net. (laughs) Hellstabber steps out of the shadows. Timmy's body is strapped to him like a baby Bjorn. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) He walks towards Tiffany. He holds six knives in one hand. He raises them in the air, about to do it. Dale! Hellstabber turns around to see Biff on the catwalk, the man who fucked his wife. (laughs) Tiffany slowly backs away to the other side. Hellstabber doesn't notice. He sets his rageful red eyes on Biff. Hellstabber rips the metal that was casing his face and shouts, You fucked my wife! (laughs) And I can talk now! (laughs) Continuity. It explains why he was able to talk in the future. In the future. (laughs) Hellstabber charges Biff like a bull at a matador. Timmy's lifeless body flails around as he's doing it. Hellstabber moves in close. He raises the six knives in his hands. And at the last second, Biff throws a grease rag at his feet. (laughs) And Hellstabber once again falls into the vat of steel. (laughs) My last song is Bury Me Deep by Chance Halliday. Brother, I'm a sinner and now I know uh, Very, very deep Brother, so uh, I won't have too far to go Woman, don't you carry on Find a good man when I'm gone Ain't no use 
wail and weep by a black tombstone and bury me deep. Man, this is such like a haunting song, you know? Yeah. Because it's about a non-regretful murderer. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Like Hellstabber. Like Hellstabber, you know? It's about a guy who's just like, yeah, no, it's like, uh, yeah, I've lived a fucked up life. Bury me deep so I'm closer to where I'm going. You know? <laughs> save, me, save me some time on that trip. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and, it, and it has that sort of like old school, like, uh, you know, like kind of, I wouldn't say like this is a Western song, but kind of that Western sort of storytelling, yeah. you know, that like certain... Uh, you know, songs have like like Big Iron, I think mm-hmm. it's like one of those. It's one of those where it's like, I am telling you a story like through this song, you know? No, it's very much like a kind of like a uh, like a classic like ballad. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I I don't know if this classifies as a murder ballad because murder ballads usually are like telling the song about like uh, the song is about the murder. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Where it's like, this is just like a nope, fucking kill me. I'm a murderer, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> Uh, I will say one of the things that I noticed that I really loved uh, instrumentally in the song is I did love that like every time it would get to a new section, mm-hmm. uh, there would be like a guitar lead like lick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, something, some kind of little lead lick that would just like, it sounds like like it's a thing where in, in modern music that would just be a solo, but instead they cut it off. Like they really truncated to just, it's like, it's like where a drum fill would go if it wasn't yeah. the 50s, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And that's one thing I love is just the song gets more and more intense, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it starts off acapella, you know, just like a, like, you know, bury me deep. And then like, as the song, you know, progresses, we get other instrumentation, like the guitar and other things like that. And then his vocals go harder and harder as he's like, and then he's like, you know, bury me deep, you know, like I've done all do it, fucking do it. You cowards. You know, he's just like literally just egging it on of like, I know how fucking bad and horrible I've been, you know, just fucking do it. You know, like that's that to me. was just like, man, this is hardcore as fuck for, I'm sure when this song came out, what, uh, what do you, what do you think this guy's like death row meal was? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. What would, what would you, let's take a sidebar. What's your death row meal? Oh, my death row meal. Yeah. Hmm. It's probably going to be something that, like, I really like, but, like, upsets my tummy now that I'm 30. Sure. Uh, so I'm going to say, uh, uh, I'm going to say chicken fried steak. That's on my list, too. With and gravy. Yeah. Um, and then maybe, like, some bacon wrapped, like, jalapeno poppers with Ooh, it. Ooh, yeah, that's like, a good one. Like, not something that's, like, a normal pairing, but, like, two things I love that also, like, I just don't eat a ton anymore because, like, I'll die. Yeah. Uh, yeah, chicken fried steaks on there for me for sure. Like my goal is to like kill eat- someone and get on death row. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if I was on death row for killing somebody, I would just eat to the point where I would want to die afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I feel like shit. Just bury me deep. Just fucking kill me. Get it over with. Oh, I'm so bloated. You know. <laughs> 
But yeah, no. So uh, this is another one of those instances where I do not know who this dude is. Right. So this is off the same compilation that I found on Spotify that I found last week for the the haunted house or the house on haunted hill song. Okay. Yeah. 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 So so uh, this is off that same compilation, and uh, I was just for me this whole week, uh, you know, I've been looking through so many just different like haunted playlists, right? Mm -hmm. Like just like, and I found a lot of great music. I made another playlist called not monster mash, uh, which is just every song except for monster (laughs) mash. I could not find out who this guy was. I found another artist like, uh, uh, that has the same name, but the way these two guys sing, it doesn't sound like it's the same guy and they spell it differently. So I couldn't find if it was holiday or holiday, you know, it's just this weird situation, but this song specifically, uh, has, uh, uh, 2000 monthly listens. The other song that I found where the spelling was different and maybe it is the same guy was called Deep Sleep. And that mm-hmm. was also a pretty fucking good, oh, like, yeah. haunted song. Same like, vibe? Like, same vibe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. A little bit, a little bit uh, higher in energy, but still, like, you know, I mean, that's easy spooky. to do, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Hellstabber wails as he melts back into the vat of steel. Tiffany rushes over to hug her grandpa, but unfortunately, she slips on the same grease rag (laughs) and falls into the vat of molten steel. (laughs) I'm not going to say I'm glad Tiffany died, but I picked a name at random to pick as like the former relative and I said she was murdered. So I am glad she's dead. No, as soon as as soon as you said it, it sealed the fate. Biff screams to the heavens, Hellstabber! (laughs) That's the end of my playlist, but that's not the end of our story. As she falls into the vat, we then have a splash of water from the other side come up in these just increasingly complex transitions (laughs) to 2018. And we see Emmanuel running down that other road. Kill it. Kill it with fire by falling for insanity plays. Hell yeah. So this band is what I would call classic mallcore. It screams real heavy, which goes into pop vocals, which goes into chuggy as fuck syncopated breakdowns. Um, I'd be lying if I said this didn't go hard. Yeah. I have Uh, a question about mallcore. Yeah. Uh, Does mallcore imply that it's because it's like a mall and it has a little bit of everything? 
Uh, I call mallcore that to me that's like hot topic music. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, mallcore is a play on metalcore, which is what this genre actually is. Sure. Um, so like I I do like metalcore, but uh, usually if I'm listening to like metalcore or quote unquote screamo, sure. Um, I like uh, I like bands that scream the whole time. Like sure. I love I love metal that doesn't have screams in it. Like uh, uh, I listen to a lot of doom and stuff, and a lot of those bands don't scream. Yeah. But when I'm listening to music that is quote unquote screamo. I kind of want the guy to be like screaming the whole time, and I almost want it to be like he's screaming improperly, and it sounds like he's probably hurting his throat. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Whereas this has like the element of like it's more commercially viable, Correct. and that's why yeah. it's okay. I was just so thinking like- about that. I was like, oh wait, is it called Mallcore? Because like you can go to the Claire's, you can go to the Build a Bear, <laughs> you can go like if you go to a food court, you can get you know uh, fucking Genghis Grill and also KFC. I don't know if mallcore is a, a commonly used term. One of my buddies who listens to a lot of metalcore used it to describe like the kind of metalcore that has kind of that like pop vocal in it. Yeah, and sure. to me it really clicked. It resonated. It's very much like in my head again, uh, uh, just tied to like hot topic. Yeah, you know, sure. <laughs> like that kind of music. Zoomies. Um, yeah, yes, yes, very much zoomies. <laughs> R.I.P. Fast forward. Um, but one thing that I did like a lot in this song um, was that there's like a heavy emphasis on like these like keys melodies that are kind sure. of playing throughout it. I love the piano. It's one of my absolute favorite instruments. And you don't get a lot of just like piano that's not playing like synth pads and stuff like that in like heavy music like this. So, right. Yeah. You know, I thought it was a cool touch. I looked up this band and was really surprised because it's like it's like very high production quality, mm-hmm. um, and they have twenty four monthly plays. Oh, and I was like, okay, word. So I I looked at their bio, and it turns out that they uh, uh, ditched this band name and rebranded, but just like left this music here under this band still. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they're now the band After Dusk. Oh, um, from what I can tell, it's the same guys, um, just like on some new shit. Uh, but uh, I figured uh, for like a song recommendation, I'd pull from the new band. Sure. You know, uh, it's got significantly more plays. I think they're at like five and a half grand a month. Mm-hmm. And they have a track called Stare at the Sun that's got some like really wicked like guitar leads and some really crazy riffs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely got more emphasis on like the poppy vocals. But again, I know that, that that's like a very appreciated thing in a lot of metalcore circles. Most people I know who do listen to the metalcore genre of metal uh, uh, enjoy that as an aspect of it and i don't dislike it like i said i just i just when i'm there to scream and be angsty i want it to be screaming and angsty the whole time sure (laughs) that's just me (laughs) (laughs) uh so back to emmanuel he's uh running on this on on this back street and he rounds the corner to where the car is right as the water that flooded the road opposite him is receding he pulls out his phone and sees that there's still no bars this town was abandoned long before cell towers were a thing He fumbles through his pockets for his keys to the car and realizes that Logan had them. Uh. Oh, fuck. Fuck, 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 he mumbles to himself. You want to do what to my wife? A show voice shrieks. (laughs) Emmanuel turns around to see Hellstabber holding Logan's headless body. Looking for these? He holds up the keys which jingle in his other hand before tossing them over his shoulder behind him. You'll have to get past my metal ass if you want them, wife fucker. (laughs) In that moment, the last surviving YouTuber becomes flush with anger. He pulls out his phone, confirming again there's no service, no way to call for help. But then he realizes 
It's really hot. Like, really, really hot. He then sees the opportunity to use it as a distraction. He throws it at Hellstabber's face with all the force he can muster. As it flies through the air, we get a slow-mo close-up on the phone. It's the Samsung Galaxy Note 7. (laughs) The one that in the year 2018 kept blowing up on airplanes and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. The phone hits Hellstabber in the face. His pointed metal features are hard enough to pierce the battery, resulting in a flash of a chemical explosion. The lithium, burning bright, melts his steel visage. His mouth drips from a a snarl into a scowl, and the molten metal looks like tears dripping out of his eyes. And then, well, shields himself from the bright flash. When he finally looks up, all that remains is a single knife and a puddle of metal. He runs to get the keys and rushes to the car to leave. In his haste, as he peels out, he doesn't notice the journal sitting unscathed in the mud. The dagger that was left next to Hellstabber sits directly next to it. Uh. (laughs) Fiend? No, I mean, there's going to be another sequel. I mean, if this episode makes any money, Marshall. (laughs) Well, that does uh, uh, bring me to uh, the last segment of our show. Yeah. Well, great playlist, buddy. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you too, man. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, It was, it was, uh, uh, we wanted to approach it like uh, the book It, where it kind of bounces between the future and the past. Yeah. And I think we did an okay job. I think it was, uh, yeah. It it was a good, it was a good time. Yeah. I mean, murder happened. That's like all you need in these. Yeah, we wrote a bunch of kills, and I'm glad I'm not going to get stabbed in the balls a bunch of times by this guy. Yeah, this is why I don't (laughs) fuck anybody's wife. Uh, So my last segment is called Hellstabber's Arsenal. Uh, Today we talked about a lot of different blades that Hellstabber used. Yeah. Um, And so what I did is I looked up a bunch of different knives on eBay. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to give you uh, the name of the listing for the knife and a small description of what the knife is. All right. Um, and you have to tell me how much you think it costs. Uh, you know me. I'm, I'm I'm working my way up to be an appraiser on, you know, <laughs> uh, the antique road shows. Well, so. I know you've got uh, you've got some money, not a lot. Some, you bought the beers this week. Yeah. You know, so. that was all of it. <laughs> that was all of my money, Marshall. All right. So let's start. With the Dark Assassin Medieval Trinity Trident Fixed Blade Renaissance Dagger Knife. This comes with a scabbard and it's a 6.5 inch blade with an inlay running the whole way down it. All right. Well, because it has a scabbard, let's say that's up 10 bucks. 10 bucks? No, no, no. no. So it's up. Oh, from oh the, it costs yeah. more than okay, yeah, because, $10 more because yeah. it has a sheath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to say this is 36.97. The Dark Assassin Medieval Trinity Trident Fixed Blade Renaissance Dagger Knife is fifteen ninety five. Fuck! Yeah, it's not that expensive. Especially, like you said, scabbard and inlays. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It was the inlays that I was like, this ain't no this there's no way this is lower than twenty bucks, <laughs> you know? So next we've got kind of a larger blade. We saw Hellstabber you use a few of these in this episode. Yeah. This one is the Scimitar Pirate Sword Collectible Dagger Medieval Sword with Metal Blade. <laughs> That's so many different words put together. Yeah. That what... is so... That is... 
And that's why I wrote the exact listing because it's all just buzzwords that like somewhere in there has an actual description of the knife. AK-47 pistol. Desert Eagle. (laughs) (laughs) So the scimitar, pirate sword, collectible dagger, medieval sword with metal blade. It also includes a a scabbard. Uh, This one is a 17-inch blade, though. And because it's a scimitar, it's like a large curved blade. But it is relatively plain. I'm going to say 27.97. Oh, that's very close, actually. Really? This one was 25.68. Okay. But uh, you were so close because it was on sale. Uh, ah. Last week it was thirty nine fifty. So ah. on the sale price, you were within a dollar or a yeah. dollar fifty. <laughs> so very impressive. You're, you're, you're already closer than I ever got on the minerals guessing. One. <laughs> uh, the next one is called skeleton dagger with skull base. Oh, um, no. So the hilt on this one is like a skeleton man, mm-hmm. and then there's no scabbard, but it rests on a stand. It like 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 kind of how Excalibur would like stab in from the top. Yeah. Um, um, and this, the stand is just like a whole bunch of just like skulls. This one has one that was sold previously with 100% positive reviews. Okay. All right. Coming off the hot review. I'm going to say this one is 1894. You were slightly further away, but still close. Oh, yeah. $17 for a skeleton dagger with skull base. All right. Yeah. Not that bad. Not okay. That bad. All right. Yeah. Okay. This next, this next one might be my favorite. It's called Dragon Biker Blade Stainless Steel <laughs> Folding Knife. Oh, it's folding. Yeah. So okay. this one, this one is a, a, a knife, uh, uh, a seven inch when it's unfolded. I think it's a four inch blade that folds into it. Um, and the handle that it folds into is a motorcycle made out of dragons. Oh, fuck. Do you want to see that? Well, guess the price first, and then I can show you this one if you want. Because uh, this one's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, $27.95. No, this one's our cheapest one yet, actually. Really? $9.95. Yeah. Really? Let me pull up the picture. The dragons. Yeah. They sit the, on so much money. The dragon, the motorcycle made out of dragons, Zach. <laughs> Look at this thing. <laughs> God, that's so hardcore. I know, right? Could you imagine getting stabbed with that? Yes. <laughs> it's so fucking hardcore. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> uh, the next one I have is called the K-Exclusive Cloud Dragon Katana Stainless Steel with Dragon Scabbard. This one is a 36-inch blade katana with a bone-white scabbard that has a black dragon painted on it. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're, we're, we're ratcheting things up here a little bit. This one is $42.39. Man, you're way better at appraising than I am. <laughs> uh, you were off by about $7. This one's $35.99. Okay, all right, yeah. The next one is my second favorite of the lot. Uh, okay. It's called Finger Knife Claw Silver Blade Cast Metal Armor Demon Dragon Reaver. That is my favorite morning cartoon from the 90s. Uh, So this one is like an armored gauntlet, but it just goes on one finger instead of your whole hand. Ah. And then coming out of like your top knuckle, the one that's like next to your hand, is like a Wolverine blade. (laughs) Um, Like a discount Freddy Krueger. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
I'm gonna say that this one is uh uh this one's gotta be if I'm thinking correctly twenty three seventy two. No, this is our second cheapest option so far Fuck. at ten ninety nine. Let me yeah. show you a picture of this one too though, because this one's fucking crazy. <laughs> it's so funny how, how you have to shield your finger yeah well because if you have a blade on your finger like <laughs> you gotta keep it safe but just the one just the one though <laughs> and i've got one more for you zach this one's just this one's called supernatural demon blade uh, the listing really didn't have a lot of information on it other than that it's a bone handle. I think they're marketing it as like an actual like supernatural blade kind of thing. Like it's okay. cursed or something. All right. Well, here's my answer. It is $999.99. You said that like jokingly, but you were close. This one was $200. By far <laughs> the most expensive blade that we had. You can kill demons with it, Marshall. And it's like a very plain. Uh, 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 oh yeah, that's not that great. Yeah, that's like something. That's like Pioneer Justice. <laughs> <laughs> Pioneer Justice is my favorite judge. Um, <laughs> well, that was my uh, that was my segment. Uh, Hellblade's Arsenal. Yeah, <laughs> you're 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 very good at appraising compared to me. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, learn from the best. <laughs> So not me, because I did... Antiques Roadshow, baby. I did, I did so poorly on the Minerals one, and now I'm thinking about it also on our, our Circuit City episode. Oh, yeah. It was way off on those, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, folks, that is the, uh, the, the sharp-tipped forehead kiss. I don't know if that's weird or not. Uh, that puts this episode to bed. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We really appreciate it. It's you guys could do us a solid favor and give us a review and a follow on uh, on whatever app you're listening to this podcast on. That would really help us out a lot. If you guys could also give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we got some dope shit coming down the pipeline that we're super excited about. And so keep your, keep your eyes peeled for new episodes and new clips and shit. Woo-woo! You guys can also email us, eardrunk at gmail.com. If you guys have any suggestions for playlists or if you guys have any notes like, hey, you fucked this up or hey, that song doesn't exist. That would be the weirdest thing that we've ever heard on this podcast, and we'd appreciate it. You guys can also check out the description of this episode to find our uh, playlist. Uh, Give them a listen to if you like, Uh, and be sure to support all these amazing, wonderful artists. Uh, And if you guys can figure out a few of these people, we would love to hear about (laughs) it, because I tried, you know, kind of halfway hard uh to to figure this shit out and i could not do it so if you're you know the the fucking relative of one of these people who made this these songs hit us up we'd love to hear about it and we'd love to give them proper credit no we'd love to do that um also uh you can find another man who's not a goblin he's not a ghoul but he's a man who who lifts our spirits and that is jw francis uh jw lets us use the song lo-fi off the album we share a similar joy it's a dope song he's a dope dude and we can't thank him enough and with all that being out of the way i've been your host zach webb and i'm finger knife claw silver blade cast metal armor demon dragon reaver and have a kick-ass day (laughs) 